I think it is MCPS's job to side with survivors and victims and make their education as easy as possible for them. Hey guys, this is Master Daniel, and today you are listening to the PK Talk podcast. And today I have a special guest, Phoebe Chambers on the show. Guys, I'm super excited to being here with you today. Um, I know I haven't been on my podcast show for a while. Just to give you guys some fast recap of what's been going on since the coronavirus shut down our studio, it's been really tough just to even kind of produce the show. To be honest, I'm really excited about today's guest because it just motivated me to even jumping back on to the podcast show. If you haven't uh, heard of Phoebe, you will very soon. What she is has done is just amazing. I'm, I'm not gonna say too much about it because I rather you guys hear it from her so let me introduce phoebe chambers hello phoebe how are you hi i'm great how are you very good now first off am i saying your name correctly yes <laughs> wonderful wonderful if you can tell my audience just a little a 30 second bio about yourself that'd be great yeah sure so hello my name is phoebe chambers i'm an incoming senior at woodman churchill high school in potomac maryland uh, I've been doing student advocacy for a while now through various organizations, not only in Montgomery County, but also at the state and national level. So how I found you was on Instagram, which is really cool. By the way, if you're not following me on Instagram, please do at Pandas Karate. And I saw this random post that, you know, somebody was starting this petition. And can you tell me what this petition was and even how you even came about it and what motivated you to starting? So there's sort of been this resurgence of the Me Too movement in Montgomery County. There have been all these Instagram accounts popping up from various MCPS high schools and even some middle schools talking about students' experiences with sexual assault. And I'm telling you guys, like the content that and the stories that you will see there are very appalling and I was just I mean I wasn't surprised because I knew this stuff was happening but you know the vast like the sheer amount and what people were saying was happening and responses from other students and school administrations just really disturbed me and I read that a lot of these petitions that kids were still in the same class if they were the person or the alleged person who sexually assaulted them after being told they wouldn't be and that really struck a chord with me I was like whoa that that's not okay like there has to be some kind of way that we can do this. And I was talking to some friends about it, you know, just last week and I was saying, you know, what if there was some kind of scheduling tool that, you know, would keep people out of classes with their perpetrators? And my friends were like, you know, that's not a bad idea. And I saw there were various other MCPS petitions for, you know, getting them to take action um, at the beginning of COVID, um, changing grades to pass or fail. So I figured, well, if all of these other students can start petitions, you know, why can't I? So I just, you know, quickly made the petition. It took me like less than 10 minutes on, you know, change.org. And then it got like 200 signatures, like by the, like by the end of the night. And I was like, wow, okay, that's cool. And the next day it got 1000. I saw people just kept sharing it all over Instagram. I was like, wow. wow. And then now there's like over 18,000 signatures in less than a week. You definitely got my signature. Now, is there a certain petition goal that you're trying to get to? I didn't have a specific goal when I started it. I'm honestly just trying to get as many signatures as I can, but right now I'm really close to 20,000. Have you ever started these type of movements before or petitions? I'd love to know that backstory behind that. It definitely not. I've always been a very vocal person with opinions, always you know bringing stuff up to school administrations like, hey, this isn't okay. But I guess I just always haven't felt like I've been listened to. But like this is the first time where I really feel like this is something that's, you know, really like struck a chord 
or hit a nerve with a lot of people. Did you experience any pushback on it? Like I said, the support has been overwhelmingly positive. I did get a couple of people saying things like, well, what happens theoretically if you're in like a foreign language class or, you know, a, like a music class, there's only, you know, one time slot for and one teacher for like, let's say theoretically there were two students in jazz band and both of them had been playing their instruments since they were in like fourth grade. Is it really fair if this thing happened to tell a kid who's been doing this their entire life that, sorry, no, you can't do this anymore. And, you know, I took that into consideration. I was like, well, that's a decent point. And, you know, when people think about sexual assault, they automatically think it's just violence, like someone pinning someone up against a wall and doing things to them. But sexual assault is defined as unwanted sexual con contact. So I think it definitely depends. I said, well, you know, individual counseling departments and teachers can, you know, work on conflict resolution with that on a case-by-case -case basis. But still, for the vast majority of these cases, I think it would help. These posts that came out, it was just amazing that even it got MCPS's attention now. And, and I'm very thankful that it had started something. Or any of your friends, the ones that eventually did post, not to go into specifics, but anything just like hit close to home for you? Yeah, definitely. Like I've known people who this has happened to. And then I saw like a lot of, like I got a lot of really kind messages from kids across the county that I didn't even know saying, hey, thank you this is what happened to me, this would really help. And that really touched me because, you know, with all of, you know, the press and the, the like, the, you know, there was a very little amount of negative message, messages I've gotten from this, but, you know, it's still, you know, a lot of work. And when you have to sort of, I've heard that, like, when you're doing advocacy work, you have to remember your why, you know, who yeah. you're doing this for at the end of the day. I wish something like this was around when I was going to school. I was never sexually assaulted, but my sister was, my younger sister was. Um, I've, I've never shared that before on my podcast show. My, my followers do know I was dealing with bullying, physical, verbal, and, and, and social uh, bullying. And I wish sometimes there was a way for me to not be in the same classroom as that person. Um, my grades would have probably been a little bit better. Maybe I would have showed up to class more timely to strategize my day around the person that was was harassing me or bothering me might have made my days way better. I can only imagine what all these individuals have experienced and, and, and the trauma that they, they, they have and just even going to school. Um, I know there were many days I didn't want to go to school, you know, because I'm a product of being pushed from grade to grade to grade thinking that, oh, maybe I'm just dumb, which is what I thought I was. I was just dumb. And in reality, I it wasn't. It was because of these outside people and outside problems that were coming into me. And so why do I want to do a good job at school if I have bigger problems? You know what I mean? And I'm so sorry for what happened to you and your sister, but I mean, MCPS and Howie, they're sort of trying to look at student circumstances and how that affects their learning and talking about student equity and who has what opportunities and who has what resources and who has what, you know, situations going on both at home and in the classroom. And I think it is MCPS's job to side with survivors and victims and make their education as easy as possible for them considering there might be other things going on that MCPS may not necessarily be able to take care of. MCPS does create a lot of initiatives, um, a lot of programs, and what's what's bad is that each school sometimes acts as their own entity. Like I could go to Gaithersburg Middle School, which was my old middle school, and it's definitely very different than if I go to Forest Oak or a Shady Grove. And so and it just depends on leadership. It also depends on what they care about at the time. Um, I know academics sometimes are very pushed ahead, which they should be, but the soft skills such as conflict resolution and making sure our, 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 our students have 
you know, their mental health is in check and whatnot and, and caring about student safety sometimes get pushed to the back burner, which is really, really unfortunate from school to school. But I like this idea because it puts the power into the students' hands in some sense. Um, you know, not to bash teachers. I love teachers. Teachers were great. Um, the ones that I, that I came up with. But I mean, sometimes my teach my teacher is just a regular person too. So if I go, if I went to my teacher, which I have done, done before, tell them a problem, they usually tell me go tell somebody else. And the, yeah. that's why I always push. You got to tell, tell, tell until someone finally listens, which is what I always promote because it's the most annoying thing. But it shouldn't be that hard. And what you are pe petitioning, Phoebe, is putting the power in their hands. And it's just a really amazing thing. I really hope it does get passed. Thank you. Yeah, I think there is definitely a higher chance of it getting passed with all these signatures. I mean, because like, I've only seen one other MCBS petition that got more signatures than this. And I've seen petitions with less signatures than this get listened to by MCPS. And I think, you know, all eyes right now are on the board of that to see what are they going to do next? Because we've gotten the community messages from MCPS saying that they're acknowledging the incidents and that they're working with the like, Montgomery County Police Department. But like I'm thinking there are thousands, pro probably definitely hundreds, but like possibly thousands of posts on these accounts talking about what's happening. So can they really, really be able to go through every single one or like I also feel like MCPS in general can be sort of reactive to situations and not necessarily proactive. I believe that, you know, their hearts are in the right place. They have good intentions, but sometimes it's just taking the extra step is something that they really need to do. There's this program called Kiva, which is from Finland. And there was a study from California university students that, that put a bunch of anti-bullying programs together and kind of saw which one was the most effective in a school setting. And, and Kiva was number one. And I was like, well, why? And the biggest reason was because it was student-led anti-bullying program. And I feel like what you're doing right now is super similar. And I think it's going to be a huge game changer. And I really hope that individuals can feel safer going to school. MCPS does listen to the students, but also I've noticed with a lot of MCPS programs, it just seems like this is very, you know, adult created sort of thing, which like we, obviously we need adults on our side too, but a very adult created program that is not really connecting with students the way that it should. Like every time we have an assembly, it's always like, oh, here's this like thing that's created by adults using adult language. And you're sort of like trying too hard to appeal to kids. And I'm like, well, if you've had kids and teenagers helping you with this and writing, you know, a lot of the anti-bullying legislation or programs, I think that would make a difference because people don't want to feel like they're being talked down to or preached down to by administrators. But if it's, you know, the students holding each other accountable, the students calling it out when they see the students trying to create a safer environment for helping each other. Like in general, I think Gen Z is very, is a lot more politically active than a lot of the generations. I think Gen Z really does care about their communities, even at individual schools. Like, I mean, these all of these accounts to create spaces for people to share their stories, those were not created by administrations or teachers. Those were created by students trying to help other students and make their own like spaces. Like, I mean, and I also think this tool goes beyond sexual assault. I mean, it's primarily what it's for, but we can also use this tool for bullying. We could, for like general bullying, we could use this tool for racist incidents as there are a lot of, um, accounts that are um, sharing the experiences of black and other minority students at a lot of MCPS high schools. And the stuff that I've seen on that is also just as, if not more appalling, because a lot of like 
things do get reported, but sometimes MCPS isn't as transparent with what the response to that looks like, or they're not necessarily checking up with students. Or I always notice that like MCPS, when it comes to this stuff, is very, you know, punitive justice focus. It's always like, okay, we're gonna, you know, punish the perpetrator, punish this person, whatever. Well, why don't we try and educate them about this so it doesn't happen again? Why don't we work with the survivors and the victims so that they are placed in situations that are comfortable for them. What are we doing to help their healing process? What are we doing to keep them safe rather than just punishing somebody else? Getting detention, suspension sometimes is like a, like a free day, you know, for some students and the lesson's not learned, unfortunately. I did a, a, a video on BCC's incident. I don't know if you ever heard about the, 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 the girl list that came out where girls were ranked. Oh from, my gosh. Yeah. And what was great about what the girls did who wanted to create change, they literally created an, a, a meeting with these boys and they had like face-to-face -face interactions with them at school of, we're going to re-educate these guys and let you know what's going on and, and and what should have been said and this is not correct this is how we feel and i was like wow that is so interesting to to go about it rather than let's just you know let's just focus on punishment and nothing else but the relearning part i like what you said is super important i think punishing only goes so far i mean this is part of a greater conversation about you know discipline and justice but I think the re-educating is almost more important. I mean, it's important to show, like, we, we're not going to tolerate this. But there's, there's always why it's happening. I mean, there's always, you know, I mean, like, I remember, like, we learned this song that was, like, don't be a bully. It's really mean. You'll have no friends or self-esteem. And talking about, you know, why do people bully other people? Why do people want to put other people down? Or, you know, with sexual assault, I mean, like, women are not the only victims. Obviously, it happens to guys, too. And, you know, people who may not identify as male or female. But, you know, like that, that's usually who it happens towards and talking about, you know, toxic masculinity and, you know, power dynamics is also something that's really important talking about, you know, the symptoms of the problem rather than just the problem itself. If this does get passed, what is it going to look like? I've been drafting the board of ed proposal that I'm going to be submitting sometime later this afternoon. So on, you know, on Friday, which is today. Great. But I think that it would sort of be something like there would be probably a feature on it on like the school's individual website and then the student okay so any of the situations any previous sexual assault scenarios that have been reported to mcps those should automatically go through the system if you report it to the school you should not have to fill it out again but for ones that may not be reported to the school you should be able to you know just fill out a form online and then just say like do like a brief description of what happened and then the counselors or administrators from then could approve it. So it goes into the system. Because essentially, I would like for just to be students can anonymously, anonymously, anonymously submit stuff. But then there's also the case of what if people abuse the system to be in a class with someone they just don't like, which is not what this is about. This is about protecting student safety, not necessarily who you get along with and who you don't. But so then, I've sort of pictured being like that and then counselors could approve it. And then if they need more information, they, they could request a meeting with the student. But that would be like a one-time thing and it would have to, you know, minimize the amount that students have to, you know, be like justifying this and proving themselves. It should just be something sort of on the honor system that administrations and counseling departments just take seriously because at the end of the day it is about the students and it's about their safety. Phoebe, what is next for you now? So now that we've gotten the press, I've gotten, you know, a pretty, pretty 
decent amount of signatures. So the next step is actually going to the Board of Ed, talking to MCPS department heads and seeing change happen, which is tangible. I don't know if we could get this implemented for the next school year or even the next semester, especially, you know, with the possibility of are we going back to school? Are we gonna be in a classroom again? But even so, even if you're on like a Zoom class, you still shouldn't have to see that person. Like yeah. there's a reason why you block them on social media. There's a reason why you unfollow them. So I think it's definitely applicable in a distance learning setting. But so definitely I'm gonna, I plan on meeting with Board of Ed people and other MCPS department heads. I have zero problem doing that. I've done it before and I'm ready to do it again. Like I'm just so, like the, the community is fired up about this. People are tired. They wanna see change. But if somebody did wanna sign your petition, where can they go do it right now? Pretty much if you just Google MCPS sexual assault petition, it comes up. Even better if you Google MCPS sexual assault Phoebe Chambers, then it comes up. It's pretty easy. All you have to do is enter like your name and your email and click sign. And then you've signed it. You can leave a comment saying why you believe signing this is important. And then, then you're good to go. And that's what I really like about it because it's easier, even though, I mean, it would be probably be a little better if I could do in-person campaigning to get a petition, but I definitely would not have been able to get this many signatures if I was limited to in-person. Something I always believe in is that it just takes one person to kind of listen to what I'm kind of saying. I'll go into a school, I'll talk to 300, 400 people. And I think in my head, I don't need everybody to listen. I just need one person to make a difference. Once again, giving you props, what you did, you're gonna help thousands, thousands of people. And I think even after you you go off and graduate, after you, you're in college and like, and beyond. And I think this is just one of those things where I just wish I had this growing up because I'm sure it could have helped many of my friends and family members. So, you know, Phoebe, just keep it up, keep doing what you're doing. And uh, you have my 100% support. Thank you so much. That means a lot to me. But I want to say to all of these students out there who are listening to this podcast, I mean, your voice really does matter, especially if you are an MCPS student. I mean, I literally, I did not expect to wake up and just be, I didn't decide. I was like, okay, I'm going to be like the voice of like all the sexual assault survivors. Like that, that is not what happened. I just like, made the petition, it's really simple, but especially, you know, lobbying administrations, lobbying counseling departments, getting involved. If you're an MCPS kid, when you get to middle school, you know, ask your teachers about what is MCJC. If you're in high school, ask about, you know, what is MCR? What is the Small Advisory Council? Like there are all of these groups designed to amplify the student voice in MCPS. I did not know about them recently until I was, you know, in high school, but there are so many opportunities for you to get involved. And it, and it does sound cheesy, but really one person can make a difference. Thanks so much again for being with me. I really uh, appreciate it. Please go sign her petition today. It's still available. I'll make sure that I put the links somewhere that you can find it from this video. But thanks again, guys, for joining me. And I hope you guys have a wonderful day. Yeah, thank you so much. You're welcome. It was honestly such an honor and pleasure to be here. Vivi, thank you so much. Right now, let me, um, I would like to put you on my story if that's okay.